Hey there, welcome in today. Um, thanks for joining me. I'd like to talk about curiosity in relation to fluidity in our life. Um, sometimes how I like to call it is curiosity um, can bring fluidity to our lives. And so I'll define a little bit what I mean by curiosity and I'll also define what I mean by fluidity. Um, Maybe first let's jump into fluidity. So fluidity for me is, um, you know, a felt experience as well as an experience of being more open to myself and others, um, allowing life to take place, being present to life as it takes place, responding, communicating with life, um, like being in active relationship with life, relationship, work, you know, whatever I'm engaged in, meditation, etc. Um, but not squeezing it, right? I mean, I think we could probably all agree. Fluidity is not squeezing or, you know, being rigid about ideas, beliefs, ourselves, you know, others. Um, I would say another opposite of, of fluidity is um, control. And, and this is a tough one because when we're struggling, um, you know, a human quality, I think for, 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 I don't know, all of us, but many people I know, including myself, is to try to control. Like when we're, when we're um, struggling with, with our income, for example, we want to control, we want to, you know, try to make it better. When something's not working, we want to fix it right away. Now, again, I'm not saying like, we shouldn't fix something, or we shouldn't strive to uh, make sure we have healthy money in our life. Those are important. But there is a difference between working in a fluid way or an open way with those experiences and working in a more rigid or a controlling way. So now curiosity. Um, for me, curiosity is, is a state of mind. It's a state of, of being uh, where I'm emphasizing living from um, more questions rather than answers. Um, I sometimes say like, living without conclusion needing to be there all the time like i noticed for me i can you know get quite wrapped up in ruminating thoughts because i'm projecting uh, a reality in the future or i'm uh, catastrophizing that something bad is going to happen or you know if i see uh something going wrong in my life that it's going to get worse right and to me this is all kind of like anti-curiosity where instead the mind of curiosity is is open to all possibilities is open that there can be um, lots of options that 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 can become available within any given situation. But there's also a curiosity as a meditator we can apply to each moment. And so, of course, we learn to do this uh, via the strength of our awareness or the aware quality of mind. Um, I often define it as watchfulness, uh, willing, uh, an ability to bear witness, um, this kind of raw knowing, but there's also a capacity that we know we're knowing. So uh, without getting into too much detail, this is these are different ways I talk about meditative awareness. Now, meditation is the act of cultivating that awareness, but that awareness is not meditation. That awareness is just our mind, right? It's just innate. Everyone has this, though we don't all have it strengthened. So the process of, for instance, uh, Buddhist meditation, the process of um Meditative awareness or shamatha is strengthening our connection with that awareness. And for me, this awareness is kind of 
the main tool of uh, curiosity because we can start to bear witness to our mind, um, our bodies, uh, our ex you know external phenomena around us, relationships, communication, interactions. We can start to bear witness to that uh, more and more as awareness strengthens. And it's very raw and raw in the sense, uh, raw or naked in the sense of like, you know, we can do that less and less with uh, beliefs and projections and identities getting in the way. Now, can I do that all the time? No. I mean, I have glimpses as a practitioner, but no, for me, I'm also working on this, just to be clear. But what those moments have taught me is that there's a way to open up to curiosity where we don't have to use the conceptual thinking mind. We can simply just bear witness. So some of you who, who practice out there, you know, I'm assuming a, a lot of my listeners <laughs> are meditators. Uh, I don't know, though. Please let me know if I'm wrong. Um, the, you know, you know this experience I'm talking about. You've probably experienced it in meditation and maybe sometimes out of meditation. Um, and in that, you know, in that space, when we get, when we're able to experience that, whether that's all, you know, larger parts of our day or just for a brief moment, you know, 30 seconds or a minute, um, there's so much fluidity there, right? And there's also, I think there's curiosity because we're not looking for an answer. We're just being present to what is. Um, of course, we can also uh, invite curiosity into our life via um, conceptual questions or like thinking about something in a new way or inviting in um, short phrases of curiosity. Like for me, what I use often is, you know, I just remember, is it really like that? Or, or is this all there is to this? Or um, is this person always like this, you know, because sometimes we can form very limiting beliefs, not just about ourselves, but uh, people around us. And then they become that limiting belief for us, which is just a belief. It's just an idea. Every one of us is a dynamic, moving, changing person or phenomena. You know, um, I don't know anyone who is the same all the time. Yes, we can get stuck in our patterns of behavior and habits. And so we can kind of Sometimes we can be in those ruts, right? And sometimes people can act out in similar ways, whether that's, you know, uh, constructive or unconstructive. But you, you hear my point here. There's still not a permanent being, you know, they're still changing. And so when we ask questions like, you know, is this person, is that, is that all they are? Or, or is there more to them? Or can, can I, you know, I wonder how they are with their family or I wonder how they are outside of work or I wonder how they are um, when they're less stressed or something like that. Whatever question we can ask to open up our perception about others. To me, this is a form of generosity. This is a form of love. Um, it's a form of respecting others. You know, I, I think this is in short supply these days. Uh, why? Because I don't know about you, you know, I, I struggle a lot with judgment towards myself. And of course, then I struggle with judgment towards others. And then there's less honest communication, right? There's less, um, there's less relationship to be had because we've already put ourselves or the other person in a box. So some practical tips here is, is, is I recommend starting to bring this practice of curiosity in either through raw awareness or through, um, you know, gentle, uh, questions, right? Gentle, gentle ideas or thoughts to, to open up something. So I recommend doing this uh, first towards oneself. 
um, this can be really helpful because sometimes we struggle with um, our own self-perception. You know, we, we, we limit ourselves or, or, you know, some of us think a little too high of ourselves. Like that's also possible, right? So either way, we can open up these questions because this all has to come from a place where we care. Uh, we want to suffer less. We want to help others to suffer less. Um, we want to open up to more fluidity. So how do we do that? We start becoming more curious. And so, uh, you know, obviously I've been talking about it uh, uh, so far, but the opposite of curiosity for me is, is, is judgment, right? Is um, when I get rigid in my beliefs um, about myself and others. And I am using the word belief because belief isn't just an ideology belief is is or you know little to medium to large ideas we all hold about ourselves and others or even that like a certain snack is more delicious than another snack or a certain drink we like is the best drink in the world that's all beliefs right it's all it's all based on judgment now i want to be clear here um i use judgment in two different ways um there is, we can also use the word judgment to represent like taking a decision based on, you know, perceiving different, uh, uh, um, I don't want to use the word facts, but let's say like just sort of, we have to take decisions in life, right? I mean, we can't live life without decisions. Every day we take all kinds of decisions, some small, some large. So I wouldn't call that, I wouldn't put that into like a this kind of um, limiting or rigid judgment, though it is connected, but I would say we have to do that. So we can also use curiosity for that as well. But um, yeah, I'm kind of separating them. So this judgment of like, or discernment of taking a decision, that's fine. We all have to do that. But this extra judgment where we're limiting ourselves in our beliefs about um, the world, our, our own worth, the worth of others, all of that, those can be quite intense and, and cause a lot of pain. I noticed for me, um, a lot of my pain is in relation to that. You know, I usually when I get upset with someone or upset with a situation, I usually, for me, I struggle more with like being upset with a situation. Like um, I'm trying to record a video and it's really loud outside, like those kind of things, you know? And, um, and then I start judging. Right. And, and then and then anger comes based off of that. And and it and it really destroys my mood. It destroys my day. And so immediately I can see anger is not an emotion I want to um, feed. And so what do I do? I have to become curious. So that's why I, I thought to share this with you. This is kind of one of my main practices I do off the cushion. I do it on the cushion, too. In Buddhism, we all also well, in Tibetan Buddhism, we also practice quite a bit of analytical meditation where we'll use a set of reasonings to question certain way we're looking at reality, right? And we're trying to open up a wider perspective on that. But I, I tend to use uh, curiosity as a practice just throughout my day. Um, I did a previous video on, on um, some ways of, of nurturing healthy relationships. And, and for me, this has been a great tool in my relationships of just sort of, you know, when, when, I'm, when I'm struggling in, in, in communication in one of my close relationships in my life, just, you know, for me, I, I'm talking to me now, not any of you. I'll tell myself, just shut up for a second. <laughs> Please just be quiet and just listen, but listen beyond the words, you know, feel the person, try to understand, um, you know, empathize with them, try to understand where they're coming from. 
And to me, this is a form of curiosity. I think when empathy and compassion come together, empathy being this sense where we can start to, we're trying to put ourselves out there to understand where this person is coming from uh, more in a felt way. And then when we switch that over to compassion, which is understanding that they're also suffering, you know, if they're struggling with us or someone else, they're, they're, they're experiencing pain or dissatisfaction in some kind of way. And so the compassion is this wish that they can be free from that. So automatically we're being generous in our, in our way of relating to them, which opens up, yeah, curiosity. So there's so much to say about this. I just wanted to share um, some ways I work with it. Um, please let me know in the comments uh, uh, below on YouTube, or if you're listening on Spotify and iTunes, please feel free to reach out to me at scotttusa.com. Let me know, um, yeah, how this lands for you. How, how do you use this in, in your life? I'd love to know what you do, because I feel like Practices of curiosity are, are, are endless. They're, they're huge because we're all different. And so we can use the practice of curiosity in different ways. We all come, you know, with slightly different backgrounds or, or vastly different backgrounds. So, um, yeah, I think that's about it. Thanks so much for uh, uh, joining me today and uh, wishing you all the best. Thanks.